0: Welcome, I'm Joshua Zakhoff, and this is Farewell to the Surface, the podcast, where we discuss life beneath the surface. Mm Welcome back, welcome back. So I got to tell you real quickly before I get into it that I actually uh, recorded this episode about an hour ago. Um, I do the video, I do the audio, and I I start putting everything on the laptop, and I upload the audio to the podcasting site and everything. And then uh, I I get the video, and I start working on the video, and I find out that it doesn't have the sound. (laughs) and so i found out i basically plugged uh one of the cables in on the wrong end and um that's how long it's been since I'd, i've done an episode i guess i forgot which cable goes where and um so i was a little little blown but i guess it kind of was confirmation that i needed to to uh to really talk about this and so um real quickly what i want to say is that i first off want to maybe apologize in some ways because one of the passions i have is i like to take um you know uh longer teachings and summarize them. So it could be a teaching that if I laid it all out, you know, step by step, it would take me 30, 40 minutes maybe to explain or go into. And I like to take all of the the highlighted or the, I guess, the Um, Most crucial parts of that teaching and compile them into a summarized version that I could share within a minute or two on social media, because, you know, our generation these days, we have a shorter attention span. And because of that, I want to be able to give them, I guess, the, the, the meat of something. Uh, in in a, in a quicker way, if I can, you know, and I think God has given me grace to do that a lot of times. However, the, the flip side to that is a lot of times, I'll take sensitive subjects, or I'll take something that that needs that respect of thoroughly breaking it down. And I'll just kind of try to do that summary thing with it. And it leaves way too much room for misinterpretation uh it leaves a lot of room for people to misunderstand what i'm saying and and you know one of the the annoying things about the internet especially social media and stuff is you know people take things so so literal um and they'll come to conclusions before even asking you what you meant um and so it blows my mind how like you know you could say something like oh yeah sometimes it's not good to pray like that and then people will hear you should never pray you know and uh you should never pray like this or you know and so it's like things get twisted and contorted and and you know that just kind of comes with the territory of the internet and that's okay however i do want to be a little more wise in maybe what topics i choose to kind of do the the drive-by episode on. And so this conversation was one of those things where I could have done it in a minute or two online on a social media, you know, Instagram or whatever. But I wanted to really break it down and, and, and just kind of share some of my experience. And it's not going to be a long episode and I don't want it to be long. Um, but I just kind of want to speak to Christians. If you're a new believer or you're somebody that's been a believer for a while, but you feel like you've had friendships that you know in your heart probably aren't like beneficial to you anymore. Um, but you don't want to let them go. You know what I mean? It's like, you want to serve God, but you love these people dearly and they mean a lot to you. So you don't want to let them go. Um, but you know, it's starting to hinder your walk with God or you're thinking, I wonder if I let go of this, is it going to make my walk with God better? Um, I don't want to hurt their feelings. I don't want them to think I don't care about them anymore um those kind of things and then it's also directed at those of you that don't believe in God that you know you you have no interest in the faith but you have friends or family that are Christians and you see them kind of starting to engage with the Christian world and engage with the Bible and church, and it seems like now there's a wall between you, or it seems like this person is kind of drifting away from you, or it seems like this person is is maybe starting to act different, or you think they're looking at you differently, or um, any of those things, and it's starting to be, you know, a division and, and you, maybe you're getting bitter at them. Maybe they're getting bitter at you. Maybe there's you are bitter at each other. Maybe you feel like, you know, they're, they're forsaking you or, um, whatever it is. Um, I want to address both sides. And so I'll I'll jump into it. I want to, I want to start with this scripture though, real quickly. This is in, um, Matthew 10. Anyone who loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me, and anyone who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. And so I'm not going to jump jump real deep into these scriptures, um, but I want to just give I guess a general uh, summary of of what he's saying here. Jesus is not saying that you need to just completely hate everybody that's your there's a scripture where he says unless you hate your 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 father unless you hate your mother you cannot um, be be my disciple basically and he's not saying just hate them just for the sake of hating him what Jesus is saying in this scripture is he's saying that when it comes down to it, if these relationships with your mother your father your daughters is becoming um uh, 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 dangerous towards your walk. It's your your conscience is starting to get violated by these these relationships. If these relationships are starting to lead you in ways that are contrary to the ways of God, then you must let them go, or you are not worthy to follow Jesus. The relationship that you have with the Holy Spirit as a believer has to trump every other relationship. It doesn't mean that we're not patient or that we, you know, don't don't take time with the people that maybe have disagreements or don't see things our way, especially with family. Um, but it means that when when your back is against the wall and push comes to shove, if anybody, any relationship is leading you away from God or the things that God is leading you into or His ways, um, that, that relationship has to take the back seat and the Holy Spirit's relationship to you has to trump anything else. And so that's what that's saying. And so... I found that as a believer, when I first got saved, you know, I cut off everybody when I was at a halfway house for five months, and I, I didn't talk to, like, one, fr- I think I talked to one friend on my phone, and, and he was in jail, and it was my best friend at the time, and I cut everybody off, I had no interest, I was so over the, the world, I guess, and I was so over uh, the life that I was living I, I just wanted Jesus, and that was that was all I did, but what happened is about, you know, I came home six months later, you know, at this point, I'm seven months saved about, and, um, you know, I'm still just doing my thing with Jesus, I'm still doing well, but about a year into my, my walk, what started to happen was I had two or three friends that, that were that were real friends to me you know I I cared about them I loved them I enjoyed you know there was something more to the friendship than just oh we drank together oh there was more to it there was more history there there was you know like 10 years of friendship behind it there was you know I mean it wasn't just built on on the the crimes or the the drugs or whatever and the partying and and so those those friendships I started to feel like I know I'm strong in my walk. I know I'm I'm doing well. I think that maybe I I, I for one I miss them. I love these guys. I want to go, you know, see how they're doing. Um, but also I felt like, you know, I could be, I could be a light in their life. I thought I could, you know, help them see, you know, like, cause when I got saved, I thought like, Oh dude, once I tell my friends all this, everybody's just going to jump, like, believe me, they're going to know exactly what I'm saying. And they're just going to jump on board with this. You know, like I, I thought that like my testimony would mean a lot more to my friends or like it would, it would be more, um, convincing, um, and persuasive in them believing in jesus and so um what started to happen was i started to you know i would hang out with them to uh like here and there very small periods of time and it was very clear that like they were still doing with the stuff they were doing and they weren't these friends weren't really like terrible in the sense of like they weren't you know shooting heroin and and selling you know dope and all this you know they weren't like living extreme wild lifestyles but they were definitely you know the drink and the smoke and and that kind of stuff and so it was very clear they knew where i was at i would go and we'd meet at a restaurant they drink i wouldn't and it was very clear right and where i stood um and then what started to happen was over a period of like a year i started to find myself you know compromise a little bit more and this was the the turning point where it really hit me that i really had to start letting go of these friendships was that i had my best friend at the time he was in jail for like two years and um when he was first in jail, I was getting out, and he was—I was writing him letters about my my walk, and he was kind of—and t- we talked on the phone and stuff, and we were—he was finding God in jail too, and so, man, I was so excited because I was thinking like, oh, he—we're gonna be on the same board, we're gonna be on board with each other when he gets out, but towards the end of his stay before he got out, um, basically. Uh, it was clear that he had, you know, he had other uh, intentions when he got out and, and he thought he was going to be able to kind of juggle two things. And, and, you know, uh, I, I was kind of like, oh man, I don't know. And I don't know if I'm gonna be able to see him, but what happened is it's funny how the enemy works is that I started to kind of hit my first like real rough patch with God at the time when he was getting out, like right before he got out, I got into like my first time with God where I was basically like getting annoyed. And it was like my first time I started to backslide. I started to kind of backslide in little things and, and uh like drinking a little bit and, and doing certain things and um just kind of compromising in some areas. And so what happened is when my friend got out, I was already like compromising a little bit. And here's the thing that's interesting is that, you know, like, You have these moments with people in your life whether it's family or friends where they're just like these moments that are all so special to you you hold them close to your heart and you think that like you you just you you always hold them dear to you and so there was this idea with me in my mind where you know i hadn't seen him for a while that i wanted to recreate these memories with this person right and like i was like man i can't wait for us to kind of recreate these moments together And so when he got out, you know, he wanted to kind of get it in and just, you know, go out to the bars and stuff like that and whatever he wanted to do. And and I and I had my I guess my limits, obviously, in mind, Um, but I definitely was like all right, cool. You know, I, I, yeah, let's go. And and so I would go to the bar with them. I wasn't getting trashed, but I was getting tipsy. And, and it was crazy because I'd go to the bar with them and, and we'd start drinking and I would drink a little bit. And then once I start getting tipsy, it's funny because they say like the truth comes out when you're drunk. All that was in me at that point was Jesus. And what I mean by that is that's all I could talk about. So I'd be, like, getting tips at the bar, but I'm, like, leading people to Jesus. I'm prophesying people. It, like, that's all that was flowing out of me is how much I love Jesus. I'm crying about the fact that I'm drinking, but I'm, you know, I'm telling people like get, you know. So, you know, I did that for a couple of weeks, and I got more and more convicted the days after. And uh, it, I woke up one morning, and I realized, like, dude, there's no way I can do this. Like, I was like, man... Uh, This isn't who I am anymore. This isn't who I am. And I can't live this this way because it's just not right. It's not what I believe in anymore. And it felt so wrong. It just like it like I didn't enjoy it anymore. There was nothing to enjoy. And then the next thing was I started to realize and this was what really started to hurt my heart was I started to realize that my best friend and I really didn't have anything in common anymore the con it was like the history was there so there was a bond and there was a connection but it was like the conversations were completely like on different worlds like it was you know what i'm saying it's like i'm sitting here thinking about matthew john luke and and i'm thinking about the trinity and you know and praying for the sick and then i hop in the car and he's telling me about you know what girl he hooked up with last night and and you know how much weed he smoked or whatever and it's like So it was just like, it started to become extremely clear to me that this relationship was not going to continue. And man, it broke my heart. And the same thing started to happen with the other two or three friends that I had around the same time. Where they were a lot more spread out as far as like, I was only seeing them every few months and most of the times I wasn't compromising, but every now and then it would, I'd get clipped and I would compromise when I was with them. And so around all that, this was like my, you know, 18 months, two year mark of, of being saved. It started to all become clear that I had to fully cut off these friendships because it wasn't like I was getting fully pulled into what they were doing. And it wasn't like I was fully backslidden or anything, but I would I would have moments where I would just compromise in one way or another. That greatly hindered my walk, and I knew it. And so the first thing that I want to say is that if you are an unbeliever and you have a friend that is a Christian or a family member that is a Christian and they're new in their faith and they're starting to distance themselves, please do not take it personal. Understand that it breaks our heart to have to distance ourselves from our old friends. It breaks our heart to have to kind of separate from friends that we knew for 10 years and have memories with and have history with. It's not something that we're excited about. And please do not think that we think we're better than you. Please do not think that we think you're terrible and and we look down on you and we're on this high horse and we're piously, you know, just walking around thinking we're amazing and, and that we forgot who we used to be and now we think we're Jesus and now we think we're just so amazing and so spiritual. Please stop thinking that. Because I promise you, it is the furthest thing from the truth. The truth is, at least for me, is that I cried and I begged God for a long period of time that I could keep these friends in my life. That I could, let me be the light to them, Lord. Please, like, just let me, you know, let give me time with them. Like, and all this stuff is that we never wanted to... To have these separations, but the reality is is that we are walking with a kingdom and we're walking with uh, a God that requires his children to live holy, sanctified, set apart and so there begins to become a boundary that is a natural byproduct of our sanctification. So as we get closer to God. We don't want to hear you talk about drama with this person, that person. We don't want to be around fighting. We don't want to be around people driving around drunk. We don't want to be around people that are getting fights at the bar and taking shots. And we don't want to be around those things anymore because it's not our nature. It's not something that we like anymore. We have weak moments and we have moments in the flesh maybe where, where we engage in a little bit of this or that with you. But I promise you that that is part of the reason we are separating is because we get convicted about it and we're like saying, God, look, I love this person, but I love you more and I need to follow you. And so we start separating, but we don't think less of you. If anything, we pray for you and we wish that you would come with us. Because the thing is, is that when we were doing this stuff with you, it led us to a broken lifestyle and that's what we're trying to say is it's like dude i did this with you for six years bro we did this together for however long what happened we both went to jail together we both got in fights together we both got robbed robbed people um i was depressed you were anxious like it led to a mess for me and then guess what i found a god that helped me out of that stuff and 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 i love you so even though i found this god and i love you i'm gonna come back and i'm gonna try to talk to you and i'm gonna still try to be your friend but at some point we have to understand that there is a separation there is a disconnect we went off on on different forks in the road and now i want to talk about one thing and you want to talk about another thing and the problem is is that if i invite you into my world you don't lose anything but if you invite me into your world i can risk losing everything the problem is is that if i invite you to church you don't lose anything you're not at fear of of getting a demon on you if you come to church with me but if i come to you to the bar and i come to you to the retreat and the ayahuasca retreat or this and that and whatever it is that you want to do and you want to invite me into i actually actually have a fear that I could lose something. I have a fear that I will open myself up to something. And so then there begins to be this other thing that comes into play where it's like, uh, you want me to accept you, but you can't. it's not that we don't accept it. It's just that, like I said, there is a an aspect to it to where you don't fear anything on, in the world that we're engaging with. Like there's there's no risk factor for you. But for us, there's a huge risk factor. For us we believe that we are risking our, our souls. We believe that we're risking, you know, oppression and 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 we are essentially playing with demons. And so yeah, that I mean that was hard for me. And it's hard for anybody that has to walk through on both sides. Don't I'm not and I'm not being biased to believers. I know that as an unbeliever it's probably difficult too when you see someone that you love and you you know you think you're going to be friends forever and they start distancing themselves. You know what I'm saying? But please understand from our point of view that it's not because we don't care about you or because we think you're terrible and ju- we're judging you. It's just this thing is real. And when when God really grips your heart, man, it changes things quick and you start walking in opposite way and and as much as it hurts, you, I'm, I'm sorry, no friendship is, is worth more than my, my eternal friendship with God. There's no friendship on this earth that is more important or beneficial to me than my my friendship with God and my salvation. And so that's what ends up having to happen. And so this separation is not something that, that I wanted or something that I chose happily or something that was easy. And that's the main thing I want. It's not easy. Um, and so we, but on both parties, we need to, I guess be kind to each other you know what i mean we 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 need to at least have compassion for what the other person may be going through and explain these things but the one thing that i could tell you is that it became extremely clear that my friends started to feel a certain type of way they would never say it right they would never say it but i started to notice direct or indirect comments coming like random comments like one of my one of my friends i came over one time i remember and there was a few other guys in there. And he said, oh, guys, look, Jesus is here. And there was this, you know, this sarcastic jab. And and, and, and those types of things would happen often where you start to realize, like, yo, these, these people, you know, they think that you think you're, like, something that isn't, that's not what you think. Like, they, they think you think you're so high and mighty now just because you're trying not to drink. And somehow that becomes, uh, like, oh, you think you're better than me in their mind. Like no, bro. I'm this stuff never did anything for me. I'm not. I'm just not trying to drink. And if you do see me, this is the worst part of it all because I've been this guy and it's happened to me. Is that you'll go around, uh, maybe you know, and, and I don't know. Maybe you're a lot better than me and you've never even had to struggle with this. So you got saved and you just cut off your friends like nothing and you, and you didn't look back. But for those of you that are new and you maybe are walking into this, or those of you that did have to struggle with this, this was my experience. You know, I I, I was I I. I there's was a few people I didn't want to cut off, you know? And so um, what would happen though, is they would see me not drink, not smoke. And it'd be like, Oh wow, he's serious. Right. Oh, and I would, I would hold my testimony. But then what's crazy is then, then, you know, that one time, Oh yeah, actually I'll, I'll have a, I'll have a couple shots. Yeah. I'll drink a little bit with you. And guess what? These people almost are happy to see it. That's the worst part about it. And it's not their fault. And they don't know why even it's there, There's a, an internal grin of like, yeah, see, you ain't, you're not what you thought you were. You, you're not really about that. They're happy to watch you stumble with them. They're happy to watch you fall into sin with them. That's what they, that's what, that's what the demons that are leading them want to see. That's just the truth. It's, it's, a, it's an internal. No one's gonna admit that. It's almost like a, yeah, see, okay, it comforts them because maybe they were getting convicted now they're comfortable about their con about what they were getting convicted about oh because now he's doing it too you know what i mean and that was one of the worst worst parts about it and now you're in your testimony with those people as well and i did that unfortunately um but i think you know i've, I've done a lot to just show these people and and, uh, and that's if you're one of my old friends or friends you know that watching this man that's that's the heart behind all this you know what i'm saying like i don't I, I don't think I'm better than anybody. Like, dude, I'm just trying my best to live for God. I've made so many mistakes in my walk. It's ridiculous. I'm ashamed of how many mistakes I've made in my walk. You know what I'm saying? Um, But I just get up and keep trying to do better every day. And um, anybody... I mean, dude, this doesn't even go for religion. Like, that's the thing. It's like, this isn't just implied at people that are, are in religion. This is for, you know, anybody in any walk of life, if you're just trying to live healthier, let's say you have friends, that all they want to do is party and all they want to do is hit the club. And one day you wake up and you say, you know what, I want to have a good diet. I want to hit the gym. And so guess what you're doing on the weekends. You're not going to the club with them and you're not staying up all night. You're you're eating right and going to sleep early because you're going to the gym or working out. And people that are this is one of my favorite quotes ever, and I heard an SBOE song. It's not a Christian band by any means, but it's SBOE, uh, and it was better than them. People want to do you see you do good, just never better than them. So your friends, everyone wants to see you do good, but as soon as you maybe start like breaking forth in certain areas that they're not, they they start they'll start low key hating. But it's not because they don't care about you. It's because there's something in their soul crying they want exactly what you're having they want what what you have and so again my message to both sides is like this is never it's never easy to lose friendships to a a, a lifestyle change or a belief change and so i just want my friends to know or any christians watching to know that it's okay to to disconnect from those things. Cause I promise you, once you start to disconnect from those things and leave those, those relationships in the back, love them from a distance, pray for them. When you start to do that, I promise your walk will go to the next, you know, next place. And there's nothing wrong with that. And to those that, you know, don't believe in God or whatever, and you're, you're going through this on the opposite end. That's what your friend's going through. Your friend's just trying to his best to follow God. And whether you, you like that or not, you know what I'm saying? If you really care about that person, love them, support them. You know what I'm saying? And that's all that's happening. And, and the God that we serve, the Christian God of the Bible, he's a God that is holy. He's a God that demands purity. He doesn't want his children out at the club. He doesn't want his children out sleeping around. Yes, that is a sin. I don't care what, what you know what I'm saying? Like, I, that's another thing. Like, so many of my friends would be like, bro, this not, yeah, the Bible cool, but this, this, this is cool. Like, no, dude, that's, that's what we believe. We're not out here trying to sleep around. We're not out here trying to do bumps of coke. We're not out here trying to smoke blunts. If we fall into it, best believe that we didn't want to. We had a weak moment. We were tempted. You know what I'm saying? And this is why we have to separate because we cannot serve two masters. We can't be in and out. And that's what a lot of people try to do. And that's why you see people falling into these things with you. Um, But when your friends start to separate because they're pursuing something better, cheer them on. Because believe that they're also praying for you. You know what I'm saying? The same friends that you might start getting bitter towards because they're going towards God are the same friends that are probably crying in their prayer closet and praying for your salvation. We don't think we're better than you. We don't think less of you. We're just following God and his way is holy. And so uh, I hope that bless somebody. And uh, thanks for tuning in.